Hey guys, welcome to Anime's Most Wanted Podcast, where we try to make every episode about the length of an anime episode. I'm here with my buddies Dallas and Samir. He's on the podcast as Sam I Ain't. We're on the three corners of the world right now. I'm in Alaska, Dallas is in Japan, and Samir's actually in Cairo. Um, I just saw the One Piece trailer and I had to get my friends together and talk about it because this thing can go either way it's looking like. Samir, do you want to say hi to everybody? Okay, how's it going, everybody listening to this podcast? Sam, I ain't here, and you know, today we are going to be talking about the much-anticipated live-action One Piece trailer. When it comes to live-action adaptations of anime, they tend to lean on the more negative aspect of everybody's reception, but overall, some people do have faith in this certain adaptation due to the fact that the creator himself, H.R. Oda, is involved with production of this, and we're going to talk about our first impressions of the trailer, and you know, like, I cannot wait to get further into this. So yeah, Dallas, take it away. Hey guys, thank you for welcoming me to the podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I've been a really big fan of One Piece since Freddie showed it to me, and it has mean a lot to me, and I'm super excited to just uh, see the live-action adaptation and see how much is actually going into the adaptation versus uh, the other live adaptations that have been put out by, by Netflix. I don't know what your history with One Piece has been, Sam, I ain't, but Dallas actually found One Piece, and then he binged, like, all of it, all the way up to the time skip and plus. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, he actually dug the the anime i've been reading the manga since i was a kid and you know the east blue saga wasn't the east blue saga back then it was just one piece and when they finally got to the grand line that was like legendary yeah it's when the series truly starts basically the grand line uh, my origin when it comes to one piece is a bit complicated uh i hate to say this but my first ever true exposure to one piece was the four kids dub i know it's blasphemous but uh <laughs> uh yeah i only watched one episode back in the day when it was on uh what what, what was it on again like cartoon network or something i don't remember i think it was four kids even oh yeah, yeah they had their own channel right i forgot so yeah that was my first true exposure to one piece i saw its commercials but i never really caught any episodes on time right i mean i didn't really make much of it i was okay like a japanese cartoon pirates whatever i was too busy sure. you know focusing on naruto and dragon ball at the time so you know, those were like the peak and me at the time right so it makes sense also gundam and all that and i remember catching one episode on tv though and it was literally one of the better episodes i know in terms of four kids you know like quality varies but absolutely the, yeah but uh the episode i watched which kind of got me hooked even though i didn't watch any more episodes after that because i don't know like scheduling must have been hectic was the episode introducing mihawk and you know it was in the middle of the baratier arc you know like we got introduced to mihawk legendary you know, opening yeah amazing that is a true introduction to One Piece. Granted, the only negativity nowadays is four kids, but you know the episode itself, you know the you know the style of the series, the scale, you know like the characters. It really caught me, right? I was in love with this. I wanted to see more of this, and unfortunately, just more of it just never appeared to me on my end for some reason. Man, good first episode. I'm pretty sure that little part, that battle, is when Nami took off with the with the Mary Go for the first time, right? Too, and sailed yeah. sailed off. So yeah, there was a little bit of betrayal at the end. Yeah, you know, that, that'll lead us into Arlong Park. But yeah, basically, you know, like, that was my introduction. And years later, I remember, hey, people are talking about this one anime with the goofy, you know, like, rubber pirate kid. I remember seeing an episode. I like that. Uh, I have nothing else to watch. I just finished up Naruto. Might as well binge One Piece. Even though I was also watching Naruto at the point, because Naruto didn't end at the time. But basically, I kind of watched both series at the same time. And, you know, I just absolutely fell in love with One Piece. Again, you know, the world building characters the development the foreshadowing the foreshadowing oh my god H.R. Oda is a master when it comes to foreshadowing when it comes to world building it's like this is the most detailed world in any anime I've watched or yeah people people sleep on him because of his animation style but they don't understand that 
he he's the master at what he does you know he can convey the characters the emotions completely with just a panel without any words or dialogue it's amazing it is truly amazing i completely agree and obviously you know eventually when i caught up with the anime i read the manga i followed the manga for years i actually like the manga more because you know like it didn't waste time with when it comes to you know like pacing oh the pacing is the worst Absolutely, absolutely the worst, especially with Wano nowadays. I mean, granted, when it comes to me and Wano, I have a very complicated <laughs> relationship with that arc in terms of, you know, like quality. I, I, but, you know, like that's a story for another time. But regardless, you know, like anime was pacing been a drag. And, you know, like that's basically my state with One Piece right now. Manga, though I have taken a bit of a break because, you know, Wano did, you know, like exhaust me to like a massive degree. So I just had to take a break, make the chapters pile up. And then I can enjoy like a long wood binge, basically. For sure. Um, Dallas, as somebody who just like kind of binged the entire series like back to back, you were in the, your room for months. I remember. Um, yeah. So it was right before I had joined up the military. I had a part time job, and uh, I I was probably working maybe fifteen hours a week. So I had a lot of time on my hands. And you'd show me One Piece, and I can't remember where exactly you'd shown me, but uh, so I just started watching it because I wanted to catch up. I wanted to get to the the new world. I want to get past the time skip because you said there's a, there's a time skip, and everything just gets awesome from then. I was like, man, I want I want to know what's going on. So I just sat down and I binged it, and I was probably sitting through like at least. 12 to 24 episodes a day like it was that's a grind man when, when would you say <laughs> as far as like because because i remember i just went over the whole the east blue again and that animation and like like sam i ain't said but the pacing was atrocious and um what, what when would you say it starts like kind of kicking up a gear and making you want to want to continue with it so I didn't really care for, for One Piece going in. I mean, I gave it some time, and then I got to, to Bratier. And I thought, man, this is where it starts getting good. Because you finally exactly. have the, the entire crew. There's some real fights going on. You're, you're introduced to, to more of the world. You're introduced to one of the seven warlords of the sea. So there, there's more on that. So there's all the seven warlords. That's true. And then uh, it, it's showing you. The stakes you, like, get a little higher, huh? power difference because when Mihawk just absolutely destroyed Zoro. Zoro was supposed to be like the best uh swordsman in the East Blue and he was for a sure. Hunter, right for for sure. That, that was just coming off of of uh what was Usopp's island, right? Yes. Yeah, right after that. Right. Um so, and so so actually you know we'll kick off with uh I just want to say that the the first shot of the trailer the, with the Barate and Luffy's hidden in front, I really like the colors are the first things that I noticed about about the series so far. It's it's really like they pop. You know, I, I like the choreography that we've seen in the trailer so far. That first shot of Zoro sword fighting the dude looked really smooth. Um, the Sea Kings, the Sea Kings look boss. They, they look like something that even in this world of powerful people could actually like make them hesitate um I, the one thing i didn't notice though is that we didn't see any arlong or arlong park um i'm wondering if maybe that's a that's a clue that it ends before that or maybe they're just saving the best for the last because arlong park was always my favorite 
yeah, that's like when, you know, like East Blue, I wouldn't really say peak, but more or less like this was the, the, the legit true challenge the Straw Hats faced before exiting, basically. It was, it was the first time the Straw Hats had all come together and you really do hit the core of like One Piece and you're going to hit that, like the core of like all the One Piece uh, characters and the, the Straw Hats fighting on and taking on each of their own different battles. So you 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 really hit the the core of the show at Arlong Park. So let's uh let's take some guesses. What do you guys think the series is gonna the direction the episodes are gonna go in? Do you think it's gonna be kind of just um just like the manga where it was you know he meets Kobe, Kobe brings him to Zolo, um, then they go after Buggy, then the Barate, or do you think that they'll do something like they've done in the past with Netflix adaptions adaptions and kind of mix it up a little bit? Uh, Sam here. Okay, well, when it comes to Netflix, they can be really unpredictable. They have a lot of good things, but they've also flopped a lot of other things, right? I mean, I mentioned Cowboy Bebop and a bunch of other related anime-related things, such as Death Note. It's like they do not have a decent track record when it comes to anime, unless it's animated already, right? But when it comes, but when it comes to the fact that Oda's working on this, it does give me a bit of hope. And so far, the trailer does look very faithful to the series in a sense. Like I'm actually more impressed with the scale of the series. That's one thing they're getting right: the islands, the ships. The overall decor of what I'm seeing, it generally looks like One Piece, and th that's what I like about it. It's big and grandiose, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, had, I was talking to Freddie earlier, mentioning about the the budget and everything that Netflix is putting into it, comparatively to their previous adaptations, and, and how much they they're trying to keep too faithful to the story. Yeah, exactly. I, I or at least the core concepts of the characters. It, it does seem like a really fun cast. Um, Nami is the only one that I'm kind of iffy about just because of the way she was presented in the trailer. Zolo has always been my favorite. I'm, I'm excited to see how, how Sanju's going to be played out. Uh, I uh, Usopp's going to be a little little difficult. I know like things are going to be different because he's not going to have the nose. Like I'm, I'm excited to see how, how that, that's going to play out because that's a big part of his character is just having that long-ass big fucking yeah, nose. He's basically a parody of Pinocchio in a sense. So, yeah, it makes sense why, you know, he'd have that. But I have a feeling if they tried it, it looked too ridiculous because since I do have a feeling they, they need to limit a bit of the goofiness because that's one thing we need to remember. One Piece is a really, really goofy series, right? There's many jokes, many running gags, many visual weir weirdness, which makes me wonder, you know, like how, you know, should we get like more seasons after this? Like how are they going to adapt certain other things? Like, for example, what's Kaido going to look like? What's Big Mom going to look like? What's, you know, several other wacky looking characters going to look like? And, you know, like... Who's going to play Soja King? Soja King? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can actually see them implementing the nose with that mask if they if we ever reach that, that would point. be pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, like I was saying, I think they will try to limit a bit of the over goofiness in a sense, right? You know, if anything, characters might look more realistic. Characters will look scaled down, but it won't be out of the sense that you know, like oh, we need to make this darker. We need to make this more realistic. We need to make it look more edgy. It's more or less, you know, this stuff is generally hard to make to you know make look convincing in live action. For sure. so gonna have to like sacrifice this as long as they keep the core of the character i think that's still going to work basically but it's a it's a, it's a loss but hopefully it might be a necessary loss since you know like if it, if it stops us from looking ridiculous like i've seen like some people attempt to cosplay usab with the nose and it like i swear everyone this always makes it look plasticky in a sense I, i've never even the best cosplayers i've barely seen anyone manage to pull that off but we'll, we'll see we'll see basically but yeah so king i can see that being done <clears throat> Pretty sure. I'm. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with Frankie myself. Oh, um, Frankie! They're gonna. They're going to CG the hell out of him. 
<laughs> I saw. I remember seeing some promo stuff for uh, for Chopper that looked night like Nightmare f- Fuel. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember seeing something like that. Uh, but that was fake, right? I remember that being Buggy fake. Buggy looks looks nightmare fueled in the in the trailers. He, I think he Buggy looks, looks like perfect. Knock, he looks like a knockoff Joker, if you ask me. <laughs> I I can't wait to see how they handle Buggy. That's like, <laughs> um, that's actually one thing I like to point out about Buggy. It's like, yeah, you know, like he, they make him look menacing in the trailer and spooky and all that. And I know people are already complaining. Oh no, they're gonna make Buggy edgy. But people forget that when Buggy was introduced. You know, this is before, you know, like the memes of him being like this demigod of a character who's in reality a complete joke. When he was portrayed, he was portrayed as a really menacing figure. He was willing to For bomb sure. a whole village, basically. And, you know, even his crew members were somewhat menacing as well. I forgot their names, sort of, but, you know, like Zora's fight against the dude with the unicycle and, you know, like uh, the giant lion, you know, like he, he they oh, were that a whole scary circus crew. show. What? The, 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 the whole circus. The circus. The circus oh, crew yeah. get up, yeah. That was, I, that arc probably like painted the whole the the core of One Piece being a being a balance of goofiness and and kind of just like heavy moments. Yeah, exactly. you had the little dog Chow Chow. He was my favorite. Oh, his story still makes me upset. I bet you they cut that out. <laughs> oh, they better not. That's important. Like that is one of the most you know peak. Yeah, I can act, I can actually see them like. Mixing up the Barte and uh, and Buggy, like maybe make Buggy one of Don Craig's lieutenants or something. That could be interesting, actually. <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about that because Buggy's a, a captain, right? He just ha- has that that presence about him, and that's what he wants to be known as. And then because it, it's going to develop him becoming the warlord that he is. So g- guesses on when the last episode ends. I think it's the that shot you see in the trailer where they're all around the bucket and they they uh they say their dreams. Well, yeah, that's that's we out. have uh the the title episodes for all eight episodes starting with episode 1 is Romance Dawn, episode 2 an old friend of mine, number 3 is Tale No Tales, number 4 a frog in the wall, number 5 or all races in one sea, 6 is Tangerine Grove, 7 is crewmates and eight is called Grand Line. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, we're definitely entering the Grand Line by the end of the season, which means we will be confronting Arlong. For sure. The Tangerine Fields definitely says it. All races in the sea, even. Yep. So so I'm excited. They're, they're going to blow through uh, all of East Blue. And then I'm, I really hope they have that. Uh, it can be kind of considered like a, like a filler arc, the island they went to right before they uh, like With the dudes. broke. I think. The dude that's stuck in the treasure chest? Oh, they're definitely going to skip that. No, it was <laughs> right before they went into the Grand Line. It was the last stop before they went to the Grand Line. Uh, so Roadhound? Cook, cook-off battle. Yes. No way. That's when the legend begins. You, Luffy goes up to the execution stand for where Goldie Roger died, and you see you, all the, pretty much all the main characters or all the main players kind of show up. Smoker's there. You, that's when you meet Smoker. There's no way yeah. they're cutting out Rogue Town. Oh, they're not going to cut out Smoker, without a doubt. Like, they, we will get the lockdown, but they will trim it because they did add a lot of filler during that arc as well, you know. So, uh, yeah. And plus, we're going to have to see Dragon as well. That's another epic moment in the series. For sure. Pay off. And it, yeah. I wonder who they cast him, though. That would be pretty cool. He's like a big actor, somewhat, but, you know, like, we'll have to see. I mean, they have really need, What? He would definitely need some gravity in whoever they get, um, oh, even yeah. though he's only in like a scene. 
same with Shanks. I feel like he, he they're gonna have to cast somebody that can like oh be uh, be taken Peter, super seriously, but also has like a laugh-hearted nature. Yeah, they already casted Shanks. Am I? Am I? You know, I believe. Yeah, so. it's a uh, Peter Godot. Uh, he he's a British actor, and then he's best known for his role as James Valdez in the American crime drama uh, Queen of the South, and he's also played Adam in Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. So. So he had made his confirmation to the production crew uh, that started filming in Cape Town, South South Africa. Righteous. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, I guess like everyone's been cast with the exception of Dragon, I think. Or have they also? Yes. Didn't they also I, cast Smoker? I'm curious. I haven't seen. Uh, I'm looking through their, their their casting. I don't see Smoker. I see Don Krieg. I I see Butchie, uh, Kapaji. I see Nojiko. Uh, I see Captain Morgan. I see okay. Chef, Chef Zess. Uh, Chef Zess. Mihawk. Oh, Mihawk, even? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah they, so they, they casted Stephen Ward as, as uh, Mihawk. So, oh, okay. so all these... So we have a lot of really main, like big-name players. We have, obviously, Luffy um, and Bucky. I mean, I'm sorry, Buggy. And then we have, uh, I, I was just going to, how do you guys think that the Devil Fruit powers are going to look in on on screen? Are you excited for that? Because we got a little bit of the gum gum pistol at the end there. Um, a lot of people are saying that's kind of cringy, but I actually, I kind of liked the way he, he made it sound like a little kid about to punch the hell out of like whatever he was going off on. No, I, I, I did like that too. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go in. Not with high expectations. I know they're they're going to to cut stuff, but I think uh, Netflix is really trying to do their hardest to to get to the, the core of the show and and have all the elements uh, to respect Ode Chiro's work because he's also part of the production itself too. So right. so won't go in with super high hopes, but I I don't think it's going to be too bashful. It's not going to be like a Death Note live a- adaptation. Oh God, there's no I like the Death Note low, low, less than that. Uh, I, I like I the Death Note ab- adaptation. Gonna... Oh, you do? Uh, okay. You know, everyone has their opinion, so I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have seen like the Full Metal Alchemist adaptation, I did like how they did the the alchemy in, in the film. So I I do have high hopes for for how they're going to to go about doing uh, the CGI and everything for the Devil Fruit powers. I actually uh, I d- I didn't catch the Full Metal, Metal Alchemist adaptation. I saw the Bleach one. I didn't think that one was too bad, but the uh, I feel like the FMA one probably is a little bit closer as in in terms of like the the powers and and the grandose scale of of those fights. I I think they did a good job. I agree with I agree with that, but also like in from what you said in terms of the abilities, like there can be abilities which I can see being you know like relatively cool to see in live action, you know like. Uh, but, you know, like, if memory serves correctly, there aren't too much devil fruit powers during the mm-hmm. East Blue, you know, if you think about it. Yeah, we have Luffy and all that. We later have, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, Buggy as well. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, there's not too much people. Yeah, we get to see Smoker later and all that. Right. But, you know, they mainly, like, fight people who are, like, you know, equipped with weaponry. And, you know, look at Don Creed. The dude basically has, like, an Iron Man armor. And, you know, like, uh, Koro, the dude with the claws. You know, they don't really fight much people with abilities. It's just Luffy who you mainly see with the devil fruit powers. Then, you know, like, yeah, we fight Buggy, and then we f- meet up with uh, 
smoker after that. Arlong has no powers, so you know he's you're right, you're right. Strength, so we'll see very Mihawk little. Mihawk doesn't have any powers. Yeah, he's just that much of a beast. Basically, that's his power. Shanks doesn't have that much. Power. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think I think until Rogue Town is just Luffy and Buggy, right? Pretty yeah, it's much, mainly yeah. just them. Yeah. So uh, unless we're forgetting like maybe one thing, and filler obviously does not count. So let's get that straight. Um, but yeah, we'll be mainly we'll mainly be seeing Luffy and his you know gum gum powers. And I yeah, I have noticed people oh. complaining. Oh, they look goofy. But you know, Alvita. Think, oh Alvita. yes. Uh, wait, no, she doesn't get the powers. At that she doesn't point. get them till Rogue Town, though. Yes. Yes, you're right. You know, she doesn't get them. So I, and even then, she's just gonna be slipping and sliding on the ground. So that I can see that as being somewhat goofy, but we'll have to see. Unless they even bother <laughs> showing it, maybe. Maybe we might. You know, they might skip the whole thing about her rescuing Buggy's crew, and they just <laughs> she they, she appears, you know, like and explains herself in Lock Town. I could see that being like a quick flashback or something. We'll have to see. Uh, but uh, in terms of the stretchy powers. Uh, honestly, you know, like I know people it's gonna be tough, it will be very tough, right? And I've seen already some mixed result, you know, discussion regarding you know, like the demonstration of it in the trailer. But let's be honest here is there any possible way to make stretching abilities look cool, right? Because I'm trying to think, right. and was there any movie or show that's done this? And what comes to mind is the uh, Fantastic Four movies with Mr. Fantastic. I mean, th those were like decent enough, you know, but you know, like it. You didn't really see Mr. Fantastic um, doing too much in those, from what I remember. Yeah, like, I think the the most of what we see him do, aside from the standard stretching here and there, is basically, like, try to wrap himself around the thing to stop him from a rampage. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, the best thing about Luffy is, like, his stretching, at least in the early section of One Piece, and, like, honestly, for, like, a majority of the series, is, like, mainly punch-oriented. You know, like, he'll stretch his fist out and all that. He'll occasionally do, like, funny poses and all that. You know, Water right. Luffy. That'll be interesting to see next season, Water Luffy. But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, we should give this a chance because stretching powers in general are just hard to demonstrate. You know, obviously, you're going to need CG. There's no way you can do this practically. I'm sure there's, someone's going to point out for a movie in the 80s, which did it, and it looks goofy there as well. But, hey, it's practical, so I guess it's good. I, I always appreciate practicality, but sometimes... You know, you just can't make something look practical. We'll have to see about that. For sure. So, yeah. I think I think as long as they keep the weight behind his attacks, you know, Gum Gum Pistol is supposed to, you know, snaps the momentum like a and hits him like a pistol. Bazooka yeah. is supposed to have ton of weight behind it. I think um, if they focus on the offensive aspects of that as opposed to the kind of silly, goofy stretchingness, I think they could actually pull it off. Absolutely, you're you're correct. It's all a matter of like the impact, you know, like all oh, it needs maybe a good sound effect. Then, you know, like I, I'm, I'm good. I'm settled. For sure. I only really had one last thing I wanted to uh, to ask you guys. What do you think about Sanji? Do you think they're going to give him a cigarette or do you think they're going to stick with the lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think introducing him with a lollipop to throw people off would be funny as a throwback to, to the 4chan. And I think that'd be like a nice little Easter egg. And then uh, have it switch out for for the cigarettes. I, maybe, I think that would that would be fun to do. Maybe that's his like going super sand moment when he takes the lollipop out and he lights a cigarette and he. <laughs> yeah, that would be genuinely hilarious. That will cement the series as A tier in my list. <laughs> oh, uh, and by the way, like, did you guys notice that Luffy didn't have a scar? In, in the trailer? Uh, I thought it, it is visible, but barely. Is it like, there? You want to make it look more realistic rather than sure. like a line. The, the, the scar? He's not supposed to have the scar until Summit War, though. What? No, the scar on his cheek, I mean. Oh, 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 okay. No, it is visible. It is visible. And the scar... Okay. I must the, have just missed it. Yeah, the X scar comes, like, during Marineford, so no... 
I thought you were talking about a, b- his big scar. Uh, you're talking about his uh, cheek scar. Not his cheek scar. You know, that's what you're referring to. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, like, I was like, man, how did Oda miss that? There's no way. That's pretty much all I got on the trailer so far. Do you guys want to touch any more points on that? Uh, I like uh, actually one. Oh yeah, you can go first, Dallas. Yeah. So it, I, I went back and I and I watched it right before, and I saw the uh, the the Sea King that that had come out, and I thought like the the CGI and everything for that was phenomenal for for the Sea King. So I do have high hopes for for it, but uh, I'll I'll keep my expectations low, and I won't be mad if they they take things out because I know it coming out it may or may not get a lot of mixed results sea kings are kind of in a weird spot in the in the one piece universe because it seems like um they're a menace the whole time pretty much but it seems like the characters should have been able to move on from a basic uh basic water dragon right oh yeah without a doubt but yeah i do agree and you know i do have like conflicting thoughts regarding the sea kings especially you know like what to do with them in fishman island but We'll have to see, but, uh, so yeah, overall, like I'm actually, I'm, I'm so far, like my impressions on the trailer are positive. Everything looks big. Everything looks accurate. And that's one thing I think it succeeds at. It's trying to at least look like one piece. It's not like any other adaptation, which is, it's kind of like embarrassed to be attached to it. So they want to make it as, you know, you know, realistic or as grounded or even as, you know, like detached as possible. I think the quintessential example people will bring up is Dragon Ball Evolution, a series, which, I know it's like the quintessential bad adaptation, but let's be frank, it's warranted that position and the fact that it's it's a movie that seemingly wanted nothing to do with the original source material. It basically 100%. had power, power to change everything and make it more mainstream, make it more, you know, like realistic, like Goku being a high school student and all that. And, you know, like uh, the movie already has enough reputation to pretty much describe itself. Uh, now, in terms of the show, I do have like some concerns. For example, it's ten episodes, if I if I'm not mistaken, and you know, One Piece is all about you know like fleshing uh, out the world. Yeah, fleshing out the world story elements. So I'm I have a fear that they're going to rush many things, right? And to the point where it'll make it feel like this series is going on fast forward, like I'm watching East Blue on fast forward, and that's something I truly fear. But you know, like. I do remember, like, these episodes are going to be probably an hour long, so, like, they will probably be able to cover enough, right? And, and, like- here, and also, here's the thing about that. Um, the East Blue was the first 12 volumes of the manga. On Volume 12 was when they finally get to Rogue Town and then hit the Grand Line. So maybe they'll kind of match that up a little bit. That would actually be really helpful because, yeah, you know, like, in hindsight now that I remember, like, East Blue was not that super long of, like, a of a mm-hmm. starter for the series like yeah you know like it that. felt like it when you were a kid watching it week by week right <laughs> yeah it felt like that I, mean, I didn't watch it week by week i was binging it when i started watching it a couple of years ago but you know like i i, I do an agree like it did feel like it go, went on for a bit because you know they just toy just loves to stretch shit out right but yeah oh, it's the worst you know, bro. unintended absolutely <laughs> absolutely but yeah i guess that's like another positive you can say this series has over the anime is the fact that it's not going to you know like take its time on certain things i mean granted that could be disastrous for like future setup because you know like you're you know if, if you're going to be accurate to like the future arcs and all that you're going to have to set up some things down the line but you know like if they, they do, do somehow manage to do it in a subtle manner maybe that could work like not nothing needs to be like <laughs> super elaborate what I'm sorry, I'm I'm so caught up on the stretch things out and Luffy's ability with the gummy gummy no <laughs> me. That's pretty funny. That is hilarious. But yeah, so far as like uh yeah, like I said, that's my main true concern is the 
is the pacing like where the anime is too slow the show could be too fast but you know like then again if they play their cards right if oda's there with them you know telling them that and this you know like there is a bit of faith i do agree the cg you know especially for the sea king that you mentioned it looked amazing you know lord of the coast that's what it was called he looks absolutely phenomenal like looks like a menace yeah you know some shots in the trailer in general look like they're from a big budget movie and i'm glad they are not making one piece into a a, you know a two-hour movie because they would be like zooming past everything basically so i'm glad you're trying with a show at least because most more, more, more things would benefit with a show rather than a thing and this has a budget just big if not bigger than game of thrones so you know like that's hopefully going to be beneficial on its part so overall i can't wait to see it basically you know i have i've had many grievances lately with the manga i have not been a fan of many of the aspects you know oda's been taking with the story but you know like who knows maybe like uh this series can invigorate me in a way to remind me why i'm you know i do love one piece rather i'm not saying i hate one piece i'm just saying i've been you know like I don't know, like Wano's just been murdering many entities. No, I, I feel you. It's to the, I mean, like at the point where I can't really suggest the anime for for anybody other than like a good little side piece to the to the manga. Just be, because of that reason, the the pacing just kind of kills it. There's actually a website of a fan one run website called One Pace that kind of oh, yeah. cleans that up a little bit. And that's yeah, been my I, best friend for the last. I, I take a year off of One Piece usually, and then I and then I start up and catch up the next year. And that that. <laughs> one pace has really been helping me this year oh yeah it's helpful especially especially gonna be helpful for newer fans as well but you know quite honestly uh i'm more of a manga guy now basically and might have taken a break but overall you know like yeah whenever whenever there's like a super big moment i'll probably watch it on youtube or something maybe like because i barely watch too much i'm more of a manga guy in general but you know like if if a manga really warrants the animation i will check it out like i am waiting for an usher season two now that I think about it, you know, even in the manga, like they were on Dressrosa for like four years, real time. I remember putting it down in like 2012 and picking it up again in like 2016, 17, and they, they were they were just beating Don Flamingo. So, <laughs> oh yeah, like Dressrosa. I remember reading Dressrosa on a weekly basis. That was exhausting, right? Yeah, so slow. Every time you thought we were getting somewhere, the villain just had another trick up his sleeve. And then basically, you know, like stretch the thing forward, which I guess benefits in the sense that Dolphamingo was indeed a uh, menacing villain and people basically consider him the best villain of One Piece. But, you know, like, God, how, you know, how much backup plans does, does how much backup plans does this guy have? Like, seriously. But and then all this, unfortunately, it got worse with the later arcs. You know, Zoe was quick, but Whole Cake, then Wano and all that were, you know, titanic in pacing longer. So, yeah. That, that's actually where I'm at, is I just finished Zao, and they're going off to Whole Cake Island. Um, oh, well, buckle your seatbelts, because it's going to be oh, a very okay, slow Island. ride. Oh, man, you know what? I was just in that, the island with the two giants that were fighting for, like, 100 years. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That's, like, one of the... That was the first time you, you hear yeah. Crocodile's voice, and Sanjay's talk- Sanjay was talking to him on the phone, and he said, call me Mr. Prince, and that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's some really foreshadowing, especially yeah. so, so, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see how Netflix pulls that off. You know, Crocodile in particular, I wonder who, you know, if we do hopefully get a second season, who's going to play Crocodile? I have a feeling since he is the first major villain of One Piece, I know people debate whether it's Arlong, but no, Crocodile has more relevance. Crocodile. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to get like a bigger actor to play him. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if they got like Mads Mikkelsen or something? That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Oh, that would actually be really good too. Hugh Jackman. Nice. All right. Um, do you guys want to know? Was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we wrap this up? 
Uh, I don't want to comment on what. Oh, for those of you excited, uh, the release date is August 31st. You can catch all eight episodes uh, on Netflix. So so stay tuned. Uh, I'm excited to be there when that, when it drops. Yeah, that is the good thing about Netflix is they're going to drop all the episodes at once, huh? Yes. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, we're going to get the whole package in one day. I mean, it's better than Disney Plus and all that where they just release everything or, you know, Amazon Plus where basically, you know, like they release everything on a weekly basis and give me annoying like you guys have the episodes done. Just release them. But there are pros and cons to both sides, I think. Yes. Giving a week break yeah. in between episodes kind of, you know, gives you something to be excited about. Everybody's at the same spot in the series. You can talk about it. Yeah, exactly. But um, that's uh, that's about it. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up with, again, this was, my name is Freddie. This is uh, Anime's Most Wanted Podcast. Um, I'm here with Dallas and Sam I Ain't. Samir, why don't you go ahead and tell them where people can find you if they want to chat, chit chat about this. So you have an online presence. Well, I do pretty much follow the anime's most wanted Facebook page, and I do occasionally comment and like stuff. But you know, like in terms of like catching up, I've just been so busy with my job that basically it's like expunged any form of social life I have. But I do plan to make a comeback soon. You know, I am still planning to post videos on the Ginyu Talks YouTube channel where I was recapping the entirety of Wano. I finished Act 1 and Act 2 and I, hopefully when the anime wraps up Act 3 in the next five years, I will do a video on that, so we'll have to see it. But yeah, you know, like, you can just catch me basically wherever, either on the Facebook group or the YouTube channel. So yeah, hit me up. And Dallas, do you have anywhere, um, do you have an online presence people can kind of find you if they want to chit-chat about this? Uh, no, I, I don't really have uh, an online presence. You can find me on, on Facebook. I'm, I'm very, very basic just because of my my job with the, with the military and everything I handle with it. Okay. Um, well, you can probably find him on Facebook, and if he's not there, he's probably right behind you right now. Um, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Uh, everybody have a good day, and to be continued.